What's up? I'm Amanda Costco, and you're listening to the Electric Runway Podcast, a podcast exploring the intersection of fashion and technology. Thanks so much for tuning in. This week is New York Fashion Week. We've never been so aware of how digital is disrupting not only the runway, but also the entire fashion industry. Maybe it's the new season, but something seems light and hopeful to me this year. There seems to be a changing attitude towards technology's presence on the runway. Where in previous years, the proliferation of Instagram and Twitter at Fashion Week had been seen as a curse, this year we're starting to see designers embrace internet culture with a number of immersive experiences, digital runway shows, and see now, buy now collections. Dare I say digital culture is becoming less of a burden and more of a breath of fresh air in an industry that's been stagnant for years? Perhaps the most poignant example of this was Spanish clothing brand Desigual's Sunday Runway Show, where models were sent down the runway in faithfully created Snapchat filters as their makeup, a nod to the app's augmented reality features. We'll put up pictures on Electric Runway so you can take a look if you haven't seen them already, but I find this story about Snapchat making its way onto the catwalk very appropriate because my guest today has a history of blending physical retail with digital culture, and her new project is actually based in augmented reality. Her name is Heather Lipner, and she's the creative mind behind Drosta, a line of augmented reality t-shirts and products. You may know Heather from another apparel venture called Clashist, a collection of internet-inspired clothing that caught the attention of everyone, including the likes of James Franco. Today, she's combining our love for the immediacy of the internet and meme culture with augmented reality apparel. Here to tell us all about how she's adding a new dimension to fashion with AR is Heather Lipner of Drosta. Heather, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So for those who don't know, what is Drosta? Drosta is an augmented reality apparel brand or wearables brand. It's mostly fashion right now, but I am doing some collaborations that are other kind of objects where we're putting augmented reality animations and sound as a top layer, a physical good. So from my understanding, Drosta as a company has two t-shirts and a line of tattoos. Can you explain how the augmented reality technology works? Yeah. So basically, augmented reality is a layer of animations and sound that becomes visible when there's a tech device like an iPhone app that has a camera that can see this augmented reality and present the sound as well. So the way that Drosta works is that it recognizes images that have been programmed and then it sees a particular image. Like, for example, on a T-shirt, there's a girl with a, on a globe. So the app recognizes that image and then knows exactly what animations and sound to display. And that's programmed based on the time of day, and sometimes the geolocation, and then it basically lays on top of the garment. So the magic really is in the mobile application. The t-shirts itself don't have any like embedded sensors, so I'm supposing you don't have to worry about the challenge of washing electronics, for example. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a printed t-shirt, so it's screen printed just like any other t-shirt. I mean, you don't have to worry about watching it or anything, but the image itself has a particular 
set of data to it that becomes like a rich image so that the camera can see it and remember it and it's unique. So that's basically how it works. That's really cool. I guess to make this concrete for listeners, can you give us an example of a t-shirt and the animation it would show on a given day? Sure. So for example, I have two t-shirts. One of them has, like I said, a girl with a globe on it and she's just like sitting on the globe and that's the static t-shirt. And then right now the graphic on it, the animation on it is basically a layer of butterflies that are flying around kind of like up it's hard to explain but basically the animation is butterflies kind of flying on top of the t-shirt yeah and we'll definitely put up uh, some links to your stuff and your instagram feed on our website so that people can actually see what we're talking about but i find it really interesting that with your companion app you get these updates for your t-shirt so it's like this new experience Almost weekly, I think. Are these updates free or are you looking to have some sort of like subscription model with the app? No, they're free right now. I wanted it to feel fresh regularly. So I'm basically doing a new animation every week per t-shirt and they're free and just fun to engage with. So they're up for like three weeks to four weeks max and then a new one is added every week. Sounds like a lot of fun. So Heather, why do you think it is that we're now starting to use technology to bring what we wear to life? I mean, that's a good question. As far as like right now, I think that Snapchat has a lot to do with the experience of augmented reality being used because of scale, you know, with their, they use augmented reality with their face masks or filters or however you want to call it. They call it lenses. Um, and so you, how that works is basically you open up your camera within Snapchat and then it recognizes your face or facial points. And then it adds a layer of animations and sound on your face. And I think because everybody is so used to using that, then they were able to kind of set the bar. And I think that helped. And then Pokemon, because the, everyone knows Pokemon and they're, you know, people have a strong affinity towards Pokemon. They wanted to play the game and try it out. And the way that that augmented reality works is that it's GPS based. So when you're in a specific spot, there's a new layer of animations that kind of pop up within your screen. So I think that because of those two very large properties, letting people experience it for free, I think that's kind of helped a lot as far as like, people adopting to trying augmented reality as far as fashion goes i think that they're you know this is probably one of the bigger first brands to use augmented reality in fashion and i think that the latter helps and i think people are getting more used to technology with wearables like the iphone watch and you know the fitbit and all of that kind of stuff and it's just a natural progression to adopting to new technologies. So, but I definitely, just one more thing. I definitely think that younger, the younger audience is much more open and interested in using it. And I think that an older audience just might not necessarily jump on as fast. I think it's kind of a very natural thing for a younger audience that has been kind of part of this organic growth of it all. 
And do you see that reflect in your sales? Like, are you mostly yes. selling to millennials and Gen Gen Z and younger sort of thing? Absolutely. I mean, there's some like early adopters that are older and like interested in it from a like a tech perspective or just just to try it out because they're interested. But as far as my customers go, yeah, it's like young young girls, millennials, Gen Z. And I imagine there's a ton of user-generated content that goes along with it because one of the cool things about the app is that you can save the animation or share it to like Instagram and, you know, kind of impress your friends with your clothing that's come alive. Yes, definitely. I mean, I think that they are just used to sharing more. They share everything. I, I mean, I think there was just this one instance that was like a big wake up call for me. I was hanging out with this girl I used to babysit for a long, long time ago. And she's now, I mean, I babysat for her when she was like born and now she's like nine, 17 or 18. And I saw her use Snapchat and she literally was taking pictures of her chin and sending it to her friends. Like there's <laughs> just this there. No, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not kidding. It was like literally her chin. And that was, that's just very natural. Like every, every moment is shared and that's very, very different than an older crowd. The older crowd might feel more embarrassed about what their chin might look like, but like the younger audience just wants to share every second with their friends. Yeah, absolutely. So Heather, some people might say, and maybe they don't get it, but some might say that air clothing is gimmicky. What would you say to them? I would say that they should try it out and experience it and understand the possibilities of it. I think that basically AR opens up a full new dimension to the world that is not visible right now. And we can layer it with animations, with art, with words, with so much. It's like it, there's no limit to it. It's literally a new canvas that's floating in the air right now. And that's a very, very exciting thing to think about. And I think clothes are the closest things we have to express our identity. We've been wearing clothes, obviously, to show off what we like, who we like, what our style is. And it's a very, very natural place to show off this new layer that represents the individual. So if someone doesn't understand that, I think they probably just haven't thought about it or they haven't experienced it. But it's definitely a really, really impactful new way to experience the world. Yeah. And you must be doing something right because you've had a number of brands come to you and experiment with making things together. How have you leveraged your technology to add value to these companies? I think that like for any kind of project, you have to ask like, what are your communication goals? When, it, when there's a new project, you know, what do you, what do you want to create? Like if, if it's clothes, if it's a new product, if it's a sign or whatever. So I usually just start with like, what what do you want to talk about? What's your story? What do you want to express? And then we can kind of figure out like how to do that. But yeah, I mean, it's a really exciting opportunity. And for those brands that kind of see it, they could do anything from like explaining what's new with their product to just adding another dimension of a visual interactive way to experience their brand. 
I think what's really exciting about AR from a storytelling perspective is that it's live and it's connected to the internet and it could be changed in a snap of fingers. So like if you have a t-shirt like we were talking about, you can create like an ongoing story with it and change the animations on this formerly static thing that we've always had. So your old t-shirts now are not connected to the internet. There's nothing more than they're going to do than what they are versus this new form of t-shirts or apparel or products or however you want to think about it has this ongoing way to connect with the person that owns it. And that's really, really exciting. I think that's why there's been a lot of new brands or just brands coming and trying to do new things with me. Yeah. And so let's talk about you a little bit. This isn't your first venture. In fact, you have a history of kind of marrying fashion and tech and your work seems very deeply entrenched in digital culture. You're also the creative mind behind Clashes, a line of digitally printed pop culture inspired apparel that attracted the likes of James Franco. Tell us about this. Yeah, I mean, how Clashes came to be was I actually had a different company before that that sold designers, like basically fashion accessories, home decor accessories, t-shirts, stuff that was like easy to buy online. But I, when I was doing that, I was, you know, I had to sell other people's goods and it was their brand story that I was, I was selling and I, and I was selling a lot of different people's brand stories and it was hard to be kind of cohesive and have a strong statement. So I was like, oh, I'm, I want to create my own brand. And so Clashes came to be, and it was very much like connected to my thoughts about pop culture and, and fashion and what's going on in the world. And I, it's funny. It was definitely a very, very funny line. And yeah, no, I definitely like to create content. And to me, that was Clashes was content, but it was on a t-shirt that most people can understand and connect to and laugh and smile about. And so what lessons did you learn from Clashes that you brought to Drasta? I mean, one big thing was content that like you can create a t-shirt, a basic t-shirt that has some sort of, you know, floral print, let's say, but that doesn't really say that much about the individual. It doesn't say how, like what they like really, maybe, yeah, they like flowers, but you know, it doesn't go deep into it. So as far as what I learned from Clashes is one is like, if you create content that someone really identifies with, it's just going to go a longer way. They're going to love it more. They're going to share it more. They're going to, you know, basically just have a stronger affinity towards it. So that was really the biggest lesson that I learned was creating viral content through fashion. Yeah. And it's interesting because wearable technology, a lot of it today is about content on the body and fashion has always been about connection and the internet is like hyper connection. And so it all really comes together in what you're doing in my mind, anyhow. Yes, so totally. as with clashes, Drosta lets you wear the internet in quite a literal way. And we're seeing this a lot. I mean, I just saw an article today about uh, New York fashion week and um, some models were sent down the runway wearing Snapchat filters instead of traditional makeup. And, you know, we want to now wear our augmented reality or wear our memes. Do you think that we want to wear ideas or memes today as opposed to brands? I think that they're connected, but yes. I mean, like content, let's go back to content. If someone has a strong affinity to it, it generally is of the moment. So 
when you discover something new and your eyes kind of light up and you're like, oh my God, that's so funny or that's so cool or that's so interesting, that moment where you capture that newness is inside of all of these memes, like a meme that captures something that no one has captured before. That's just so funny. It's like, it's this, I don't know exactly how to explain it except for this, like it awakens your, your whole body, your whole mind. Like it's like, it makes, it makes you feel alive. And so, yeah, you do want to hold on to that feeling. And I think the best way to hold on to a feeling is to, literally wear it to share it to talk about it to keep it in your like your surrounding as much as you can until it's not fresh anymore it's not new it dies down and then you know there are things that have a longer life and there's things that have a resurgence as well and so those things too you you might have a stronger affinity to but that freshness, that interesting thing about a meme is definitely something that you just want to capture and hold on to. Yeah, it's almost like this visceral reaction like you were talking about. And then by wearing it, you can pass that on to someone else. And that's kind of like how internet memes work. And then when you wear it, it's like you can transmit that in person. So it's, it's really, really exciting. I want to talk about what's next for Drasta. What new features are you hoping to add? And uh, where do you see it going? Yeah, I am about to release a new t-shirt that has a new feature to it that I'm really excited about. Next week, I do my video shoot and I've been like kind of showing on Instagram stories a little bit of the t-shirt, but basically it's an abstract print that's on either a white shirt or a black shirt. And when you use the app, you can literally change the text on the t-shirt and the text is animated and you have different animated styles and it's like the I don't know how else to explain it so you should show it but it's 3D text and there's different animation styles like one is where the text is like wavy one is protruding and coming back and protruding and coming back one is glitter text one's kind of like a gradient and then you can change the color um, and you can write whatever you want so it's, I think it's really exciting and fun because if you look at like the way some of the most popular t-shirts, they're all it is, is like words on your shirt. So this is just this infinite way to change your own text on your shirt. And <laughs> it just keeps going. We're definitely going to put up the video on Electric Runway so people can take a look, but it's just so I understand, is it programmed by the app? Yeah, it's by the user. So they open up the app. They point the app at their shirt and then they can just tap on, you know, on their phone, like and write whatever text that they want to say, save it. And then it's on their t-shirt and share it and then change it. So now you're adding this element of like personalization. That's really cool. I'm looking at it right now on Instagram. We'll definitely, uh, like I said, put the videos up on the website so that people can take a look. A couple final questions for you, Heather, before I let you go. As someone who works at the intersection of fashion and technology, what do you think fashion can learn from tech and vice versa? What do you think tech can learn from fashion? I think that what fashion can learn from tech, I think that basically what is interesting about fashion is that it's constantly changing, but you're tied to creating physical goods. So you have to make something and, you know, let it ride and it's static, right? That's how it's kind of been. And and in a lot of the cases, um, fashion 
has been a lot of the industry they design a year in advance and so they're trying to predict what will be trendy or what what can be trendy in a year versus technology it's of the moment it's what is happening now it is it expresses everything as it's happening. So there's no prediction there other than building new stuff in the future. But I think that the convergence of the two will set a more realistic timeline of creating things physical. And maybe there's an animated layer like I'm doing that is presenting what is of the moment rather than what could be of the moment in a year. Does that make sense? Yeah. And also, as you're talking, it's kind of making me think about how fashion is sort of like this idea that comes from like a single designer. Obviously, it takes a team to put together the whole runway show, but it's kind of like this idea that is put out into the world by a single person, whereas the internet and memes like that, they're so collaborative. And I think that, like, you know, I guess my question would be what's more true to creativity or what's more authentic and that's just like a hypothetical question you know to answer that but yeah it's super interesting to me to kind of think about the different processes as you were mentioning so heather how can people stay in touch with you and follow what you're doing i think that instagram is probably the best way so drasta is just instagram.com slash drasta d-r-a-w-s-t-a and if they are interested in me personally, my Instagram is hdunce, H-D-U-N-C-E. Great. Well, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. That was my conversation with Heather Lipner of Drosta. As promised, we're going to put up embedded Instagram videos and photos on electricrunway.com so you can take a look and watch what you're hearing on this program. Again, that's at electricrunway.com. As always, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, all the places at electric underscore runway for your daily dose of fashion tech. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, here's looking towards the future.